Welcome to the Coffee with Curls podcast, a place to have an honest conversation about everyday life with a side of knowledge and coffee. Tune in to a brand new episode. You are now listening to episode 35, season three, with special guest, Sahar Paz, author of Find Your Voice. Ms. Sahar. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I've been trying to be on here with your curly self. (laughs) So introduce yourself to the audience. What's up, world? My name is Sahar Paz. I am an author, a speaker, and personal branding expert, but really my mission is your voice, and that's why I do all that stuff I just listed. So perfect. So I was just um, kind of thinking back about when I met you, and I met you during one of Erin's events with the, it was on one of the clinics. I think it was like the Kelly something clinic. I don't remember the name of the place. Kelsey Siebold. Yes. yes. The balance. Yes. You were amazing. Thank I'm you. telling you. That was like that speech. You could just bottle that up and just give it to people because it really touched me. Thank you. I should. And shout out to Erin Creeks with Miss yes. Independent. And she puts on these events. And that's right. That is where we met. I kept yes. thinking it was with uh, Pod Houston, but you just took me back. I did. And then that's the second time I saw you was for a pod Houston. And so that's when I got into your book, which is amazing. Oh, shoot. Here we go. (laughs) So listening to you was refreshing. I felt like you were my little angel of, um, I just started comfortable using my voice very recent, as close as a year ago. Really? Yeah. Just really digging in. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of digging in. What does that What does that mean for you when you said like getting into your voice? Because obviously the podcast is one, but what did that really mean? Freedom. Ooh, immense freedom of untangling all the stuff that was told that I couldn't speak. Right, and I just I don't know. I started doing a lot of self healing. Mm-hmm. So with uh, therapy, with help of therapy, um, this time around, I really was intentional of finding who's this person who's this girl because I'm definitely different right um and I just I don't know I just felt like a a whole weight come off my shoulders Mm. you know so when you spoke that day I'm like ah that has to be a freedom that I'm willing to take at this point in my life so did you have the podcast then I did. Believe it or not, I did. That's right. Because you were coffee with curls. I remember. Coffee with curls. That's right. It was Boricua. I mean, the New, yes. York, the New York connection and all that. Okay. All that stuff. Yeah. But now it's like, it has settled in in a different way. And maybe because I'm going to be 40 this year. Oh, I know. I love that age. I do. I've just, I don't know. Like the stuff that I cared about doesn't matter anymore mm-hmm. at all. So I'm just like, I like this girl. You know, you know, like I like this because she's dope. I'm like, yeah, I need to know who she is, Miss Sahar. So how did you go into your own voice? How did you become comfortable using your voice? Oh, um, you know, I almost, it, that wasn't kind of the issue. I think my issue was like <laughs> knowing when to shut up. <laughs> and, 
you know, it, or being more strategic. I think it, when I had a big fire, so I grew up in the revolution, which you know, so anyone who's new here, I uh, was born in Iran and it was the year before uh, both the Islamic revolution and the war between Iran and Iraq, which were two separate situations altogether. And uh, watching what happened to my people, women, men, everybody, uh, having their voice taken, that really left an impression on me. So after that, I was just like, I want everyone to speak up and this and that and the other. And it wasn't just that. It, honestly, when that happened, just like what we're going through right now, there was kind of a semi-quarantine. And that's when everything got real messed up in my house. Mm -hmm. And I saw my mom just diminish. You know, society said, oh, you can't work anymore. And that's this, that, and the other. And, and she diminished and lost her voice. And I, I think that more than anything fired me up. Uh, so I was trying to speak up on everyone's behalf, have everybody speak up. I was speaking up, um, you know, got myself in trouble for speaking up. And, <laughs> and I think that's good because as an adult, some of my, that old like baggage of like, you know, don't mess up or make a mistake or, you know, ruffle any feathers sometimes creeps in mm. and you can relate cause we're in Houston now. So I think, yeah. uh, there's, this becomes this kind of thing. Even we want to like own our voice. There's always this like, but. I'm here and it's, yeah. where am I? You know, do you feel that too? I do. I feel like this struggle of my old self coming yes. back a little bit. And I'm pushing against that, right? So it's almost a consistent fight of going back because it's a comfortable, it's being comfortable, even though it's uncomfortable at yes. the same time. Yes. And trying to break the barrier. How do you work through that? Uh, show up and do it. Um, I think a lot of us smarty pants try to think our way through it. You know, why am I here? What are all the worst case scenarios? You know, yada, 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 which, you know, I did. And, and the podcast that I recently launched is because seeing, you know, women like you, Noemi, who are like, I am out here and owning it and speaking about stuff. And um, it's just about showing up. And it doesn't mean that you have to show up whoever's listening as a, as a podcaster, but mm -hmm. whatever that fear is, you know, uh, I was on the phone earlier today with um, a leader that I work with and it was really interesting. She said, you know, I learned something in my marriage counseling that applies to my leadership. I was like, what was that? Mm -hmm. She said that I don't want to let people down. So I will stay in relationships much longer than I need to, which means that I will keep team members much longer than I need to. And maybe not even about firing, but about in certain roles that, mm -hmm. you know, we thought was your lane instead of like changing their position or letting them go. So um, you don't know until you put yourself out there. You don't know until you're willing to admit that you made a mistake. And so many of us are kind of like afraid of doing that, right? Yes. I feel you so much on that because as you understand, I'm also uh, a child of an immigrant mom. So my mom is, has migrated my family from Dominican Republic and it's always been like, well, you work and you don't say anything. So that was pretty much also about being quiet, just doing the thing to kind of just get by life. But that's not really, as you get older, you start understanding. And if you want more, you have to start breaking that right. mold. So I also, me talking is also talking for her, my grandmother, my yeah. auntie. Yes. Right? Yes, it's for the generations. Yes. Man, yes. Uh, 
Eliza was talking about that. Eliza is the founder of Melanin and Mental Health, and maybe you'll have her on here one day. Happy to I make follow that her. Intro. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah, happy to make that intro. I think y'all would have something really important to talk about. Um, but that for me too. So I'm I'm in the Middle East, but I think our, our our cultures are very similar. And there's this responsibility of an immigrant. You know, mm. like everything my mom gave up for me to. What you wrote a book? You have your own business. That is a privilege. That's yes. a privilege. Yeah. You know? and uh, speaking up and and all that stuff. It's you know they were in a different survival mode, and they had to be for that time. So it was kind of put your head down and work, or you know be seen and not heard type of vibe. Yes. And I felt that as a child, right? The responsibility of reading like these amazing, these crazy documents, like government documents and translating the heaviness of being a child, but an adult, but not be able to make decisions at the same time. And understanding now that I can let that go because I was in survival mode for so long. Amen. Right. Anyone who is listening. (laughs) (laughs) I had to learn that because I was holding on to that because as I even moved down here, I felt guilty for leaving my family behind. Mm -hmm. And that was a different heaviness. I'm like, oh my God, I'm moving forward and I'm leaving everybody behind, but I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Have you felt that in your progress? Yeah, that's... um guilt i i'm a big like i love emotions right and find your voice is the book that you were talking about and i think in my way that that's really of course an emotional intelligence because you figure out how are these emotions like talking to me yes you know and sometimes we talk ourselves into emotions but sometimes emotions show up and talk ourselves into some shit you know yes and guilt is one of those and guilt is there i think because uh obviously you and i are uh humbled and hardworking, so um, there's this essence of it, this DNA, this vibe in us that's like, yes. don't forget that girl. Okay. And guilt will kind of check your ass into staying humble, <laughs> which is cool. But I call her Guilty Gail. I like to name the voice within so I can like see her, make fun of her, whatever, detach <laughs> from her. Um, you know, so she has her purpose to keep me grounded and keep me humbled. But she also makes other people shit my responsibility. Mm. And I had a real good friend, shout out to Brian in Puerto Rico, who sat me down and was like, hey, you should be a little further than you are. He said this to me last year, I'm 41 years old. And I really appreciated that. Um, And one of the reasons is the guilt. Mm. Another reason is living life above the shoulders, meaning I get stuck in the head overthinking and thinking versus putting it out there and acting. So... uh, with the guilt, just remember it's there for a reason, but not everybody's your responsibility. Your responsibility yeah. is to rise to your greatness, damn it. Yes. Say that again, right? Responsibility is to your greatness because when you rise, then you can take care of mommy and papi and everybody else. <laughs> so, you know, what? talking about your book, right? So I started doing, okay, so I'm going to confess something. So I was reading, right? But I wasn't, I went back and I did the work. Most, so people, I did. most people are like, I just read the stories. I didn't do any of the questions. I'm like, keep it. You're going to need those questions one yes. day. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the page 34 and 35, which is the shushed voice section. Ooh, okay. I'm going to tell you my awareness on that was learning the tone that I was using um, on me. Okay. How, when did you learn about that tone that you was using on yourself? Oh, you really want to go there? I do. (laughs) 
Okay, well, real quick trigger warning for anyone who has mental health issues. Um, maybe you want to hit pause. Maybe you just take a breath. Um, so when I was six or seven years old, I thought to myself, no matter who you are, wherever in the world you are, inside yourself, you speak to yourself in my native tongue, Farsi, which lets me know I was aware there was an inner voice <laughs> and I was aware that everybody had one, right? Yeah. Pretty good for six or seven years old. That's a very distinct memory. And when I was 25 years old, I was sitting in the Citibank building in Long Island City, Queens, looking in Manhattan, my dream city that I had arrived to less than six months before. So I'm looking at Queensboro Bridge, then the city, and it's just like, you are here. Uh, but I was not in a dream job. I was making more money than I knew what to do with, but I was like, what is finance, you know? Um, I had a man, so I thought that would make me feel happy and fulfilled. I wasn't. Uh, so I had all these things on the happy list, and that's when the voices in there got real loud. Mm. And they talked to me to stand on that very bridge that I used to look at all the damn time. Mm. And that was my first uh, suicide attempt. One of three that happened within a six-week period. So the voices can be real powerful. Um, and I say voices not in the sense that I'm schizophrenic and not that there's anything you know wrong with that, but... Um, you do have different tones when you get anxious or mad or when you are triggered, when you are confident or sensual or creative. They're all different sides of your beautiful, beautiful self, uh, an explanation of your soul. And my soul was fucking hurt. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Um, so it, I had to go into six months of uh, programs, cognitive behavior therapy. And that is what find your voice is. It is layman's terms of what do you think? How do you feel? And how are you fucking going to act? Mm. And I had to put percentages to these voices. What's mad? What's sad? What's this? What's that? I had to do all these different things, but all the things that they were suggesting to me didn't really work. So I began to name them. Um, I named them because if we go back to the quarantine times that I grew up in, mom didn't want me going out there because riots and bombings, I had a lot of invisible friends and that inner voice. So naming them became really familiar to me, but it served a different purpose because I got to like detach it from my identity, which our brain needs. Our brain is constantly aligning our, our identity with our experiences. And that's why we you know, our ego gets so tripped up. So um, at a young age, I knew my voice. At 25, that fucking voice tried to take me from this earth. <laughs> and since then, I've been dedicated to that voice. And <laughs> that was 2005. So thank you for sharing that. That's very vulnerable. It's the truth. And you haven't gotten to that chapter yet. No, <laughs> I am going through it like, you know, I am. I'm writing, you know. I just... do an IG live. <laughs> you could do an IG I live. I love you. Do you know? And save the date, y'all. Okay, save the date. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm learning a lot. I haven't, um, I need to go further. But I feel like when I was reading it through, I was like, nope, don't skip the question. Take mm -hmm. your ass back. You know, don't. 
sometimes my guilt is sometimes it's hard to face yourself Mm. and I'm going to speak from experience right sometimes I've been in the survival mode so long that I'm almost just trailing like floating in the water I'm not swimming I'm just floating you know just staying there and I'm like that's not enough anymore so I got to deal and do the hard work even if it's uncomfortable and that's helping me discover more and be more comfortable in my skin, you know, dealing with my own truth. Well, now I know why your listeners tune in. <laughs> yeah, little nuggets. I'm trying to just, you know, now, you know what I always say? I wing life. I don't have it. I don't know everything, but I love um, just talking to people like you, you know what I mean? Because we all can learn. We're all, I find that we're all like walking books and we all have different chapters to share so we can learn from each other. Yeah. So tell me the birth of your podcast. Well, let me tell you, your wings aren't just gliding, they're flapping because <laughs> you are in the damn arena. You are showing up. Um, and I really want to take a minute and pause and before you know you get back to me and really just say that, that you are not, you're choosing not to float. And if so many of us choose not to float and got right with our direction, we would be happier we would have movement changing these systems that we don't like. So we're not just sitting around bitching about it. We're owning our voice and making a change. And that's how the podcast became to be. I, um, you know, uh, we mentioned Pod Houston a little earlier. Uh, Oziel is, is someone here in Houston. And um, he reached out to me after I spoke at social media breakfast and asked if I had one and I should. And um, he was a champion in my corner and I was, at that time, super fearful. So this was a year and a half ago, Mm. you know, very fearful because I, I, um, I'm very aware of like the conservative part of this town. And I was Mm. like, I'm going to lose business and just being Iranian feels alarming. And, and I think, you know, for a lot of us collectively, the, the tone in the media and in our leadership has caused a lot of PTSD. So I went back to being this, uh, you know, eight-year-old girl, fresh to the States, Denver, Colorado, 1986. Don't say you're from Iran, you know, so just who I am felt controversial. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to put this podcast out. So this, it is really, you know, the podcast is called Own Your Voice. (laughs) This is me owning it again, you know, and I, I thank OZL. I thank people like you who are doing it. Um, and, uh, shout out to Fung who is on my team and, and she really was like, no, let's go. Uh, you know, I kept trying to t- push the launch back day and she's like, Sahar. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, have your, your people that hold you accountable to your greatness and, and don't let you take the easy way out. Don't let you float. Yes. You know, I'm going to, another confession. I'm good for this. I always say I have a hashtag uh, called uh, thoughts of a Virgo, random thoughts of a Virgo. And I was scared to ask you to be on here. And so I went on. I was like, do I need to ask? I was like, do you know what? I love you. (laughs) I love love you. you. (laughs) I love you. And I admire you. And I said, what the hell? How am I going to ask this woman? Oh no, but I'm going to ask you right now. You're going to be on my podcast? Yes. Yes. Whenever. And I'm like, but you know, I'm uh, part of that story is because I had invited two people that flaked out on me. So that kind of rubbed a little sour patch 
type. And then I said, yeah. you know what? The worst thing that can happen is somebody telling you no. Hmm. And so I, I just kind of like now broke out of that. And I said, no, I'm going to ask yes and right now we're going to celebrate that so whoever is listening there is someone you want to hear noemi talking to you need to just go ahead and and slide up in noemi's dms or tag her in that other person's post and and spread the love you know there's so many ways to invest in women some of that is money some of that is digital currency like tagging somebody like dming somebody like suggesting and nominating and you know, I want to say that as a, you know, a toast to both of our yes. confidence. You for asking me and me for owning my voice and having a podcast, you know? I loved it. So I listened to the first three episodes. Oh, shoot. Well, yes, girl, I was ready to listen to you. I said, where's this <laughs> <Okay>. podcast at? <laughs> so I love that you had, um, was it melanin therapy? Yeah, melanin and mental health. Ebony yes. um, uh, and Elisa. Yes, yes, that was good. That was really good. That's good. And I enjoyed it. So I have to keep listening because I have, um, when I work and I don't have meetings, I listen to podcasts. Smart. To feed my soul, you know, because Smart. it's just the only way, you know, I, that's how I feel. So I love their perspective and what they had to say and what they shared. I'm like, okay, look at Miss Sahar. You better go, girl. <laughs> now that was your conference, right? That was. That, that was part, yeah. Mm-hmm, on Your Voice Summit. So talking about 40 years old, on my 40th birthday, I launched On Your Voice Summit um, here at Greater Houston Partnership. And uh, that was a big me coming out because uh, prior to that, I was working at an agency and I had a leader. And I think this is why I was so scared about the podcast. Um, you know, a leader that would say, you know, never hire a Persian. They're going to come into your business and da 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 Or... Uh, in front of a client say she's um, sizzle but no meat oh no you know it's just like very like and you know I was mature and emotionally intelligent enough to know she's speaking from her own pat back you know baggage and patterns but it's still I'm human right yeah so that that stuff weighs on me so for my 40th I was like nah I'm glad. Yeah. No, that ain't happening. And so Own Your Voice Summit was something I did in 2018 uh, um, here in Houston. And then 2019, where Melanin and Mental Health spoke, we went virtual. Because I've, I've lived in Houston just seven years, and a lot of my people are on both of the coasts and um, kind of everywhere. So we went virtual. We're able to have uh, many more speakers. And um, Own Your Voice Summit, a lot of it for me was... You know, I think we're in that cusp of we kind of grew up seeing the change, like mm-hmm. women in leadership, glass ceiling, when people of color, so on and so forth, right? So before it was like, you can't see it, you can't be it. Now we can see it, so we can be mm-hmm. it. But what does that sound like, you know, within ourselves? What does that sound like in the, in the workspace or... Um, you know, those conversations that really move us ahead. And that's what I want with Own Your Voice Summit. So melanin and mental health was there because we don't ask for help because a lot of our cultural baggage um, and we can't scale our life or our business um, if we don't. So true. What have you learned from launching that about yourself? Um, That I can dive into my masculine energy and become a freaking robot. But that's not great because then I get into produce, 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 and I'm not stopping to let that feminine love in there. Um, I've also learned that people really need it. 
people really need to continuously hear these stories. So if there's anyone thinking there's not enough room for my podcast or my personal brand or my whatever, there is. Uh, just like Noemi said, she listens to podcasts after podcasts during her break. So we need voice after voice to really get through our thick, stubborn fucking brain. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so true because I do. And you know, I say it's like, you ever go to the bread aisle in any grocery store? Now there's like 20,000 different brands. Doesn't mean bread is going to stop, right? You get what you like. Yes, I love that. <laughs> right? I love that. I say that all the time. There's space for everybody. So competition to me is kind of not necessary because mm. everybody has their talent and how everybody delivers is different. And there's space for everything. There's an abundance for everybody. That's so true. Right? So true. I'm soaking that in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is the one piece of advice you can give to people about helping them use their own voice? Uh, one, respect the process. Not going to happen overnight. Two, your physical body will do its best to talk you out of it. That's different for everybody. So your tummy might get tight, your breathing might get shallow, your palms might get wet, and you think your body is saying, eh, 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 wrong way, don't do this. No, it's not. It's just building adrenaline and getting you ready. It's just getting you ready for that next thing. And one of the big ways that I found my voice was actually joining a salsa team. After really? That what? Yep. Are you holding secrets for me? Ah. Yo soy salsera. I see. I need to see. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Where do we go? Let's go. I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, so, and although that wasn't about the voice, it was about not floating, right? Like you talked about, it was like being uncomfortable and you do have to introduce yourself and like, you know, being this, you do have to do some talking. So uh, what that is, is getting into a place that's safe, that's out of your comfort zone. So, you know, if you are, of course, there are like the Toastmasters or making yourself go to these Zoom networkings or real networking when that comes back. There's so many ways just to show up, but it is just literally showing up and doing it and remember that however your body is reacting it's just not used to it that's adrenaline building you up that's not saying wrong way don't do it that's not what that is this is your body just saying this is unfamiliar territory i have all my alerts up i got your back girl <laughs> <laughs> i like that you know what because it's true like i notice i feel things before i say it so my body's that are reacting to whatever it is. I'm like, okay, calm down, girl. <laughs> and that's when we like overthink it and rob our own voice. So don't overthink it and go for it. And afterwards, there may be some of that guilt and remorse and this and the like the buyer's remorse, right? Yeah. And those two things will begin to disappear. The before and the after. And you'll just be in that voice. But as long as you're overthinking it, as long as you're being hard on yourself, as long as you're afraid, you're never going to get there. You just can't think your way out of it. You've got to speak your way out of it. I love that. So is there a part two in this book? We got more books coming? Yes, it's called Baggage Claim. Do you, you really? Yes, girl. Make sure Perfect. the baggage up is yours. <laughs> I don't know. That might be your daddy's bag. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a good one. That's a good title. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's it's not coming out anytime soon, but that is a lot around um, 
I don't want to say daddy issues, but just how my relationships have been formed and um, by that upbringing and realizing when I am giving my bag to someone else. And, you know, for a long time, that one thing I wanted, which was that steady partner, was the one thing I didn't know how to have, you know. So um, that's when you're a survivor of abuse. It's challenging. It's challenging, you know. So um, but find your voice was a very kind of like serious kind of tone. I want baggage claim to be different. Okay. So. You, I better be at the launch. I want to check you out whenever you have the launch. Yeah. I need to be there. Mm-hmm. Now, what upcoming projects do you have coming? Um, well, the summit's heading up this year. So, uh, every year it launches in October. So, um, we, it's free. It's my social impact initiative. It's my give back to y'all. So, um, that's coming up. And of course the podcast just launched. So you guys can tune in, um, check it out and coffee with curls will be on there soon. (laughs) Oh my God. I just want to take the time to thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate you. so much and you're such an amazing human being ditto you're my reflection man if you get it that means it exists within you oh i love you so much about that (laughs) well thank you for your time everybody check her out and all the platforms find your voice the summit is coming this year we'll be looking for the book but find your voice book is amazing so definitely get that and thank you Sahar so much for being thank on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good one, love. Bye bye. This episode is sponsored by Cafe Konoemi Book Club. Check out the upcoming book club by me. You can follow the new page at Cafe Konoemi on IG. Stay tuned. This week's affirmation is, be mindful of the tone you use to speak to yourself. Hey, gorgeous people. One last thing. You can find the podcast on the following platforms. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast and Radio Public. You can listen to the podcast really on any platform that you prefer to listen to this episode or any of my episodes. And one last thing, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That's the way they can find us. The more the reviews are on there, the more the podcast gets to be seen. As always, I appreciate you guys. And until the next one, have a good one.